do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hey there, Herman. I'm doing great. Let's start with the president's threat to veto the GOP refugee plan. Yeah, I'm not sure he'll ever get the chance to because I'm not sure it'll ever get through the Senate. But uh, the the White House last night issuing that veto threat against this plan, which will be up for a vote. Oh, in the next uh, hour and a half, two hours in the House of Representatives here, the uh, the procedural votes that are going on right now in the House have pretty much been straight down party lines. But I do think at least maybe about a dozen, there could be a little more in terms of Democrats could break ranks and uh, vote uh, with the Republicans on this bill, which, in in a sense, theoretically what it does is it sort of pauses the influx of Syrian refugees by adding a number of extra checks that have to be done in order to check these people for any links to terrorism. Now, the president and Democrats argue that this is simply a a wrong-headed, uh, very political kind of reaction, that it goes against the best interests and the best nature of the American people and what the nation stands for. But there's a lot of Republicans that say, look, uh, th- this is not something to fool around with, especially in the aftermath of the Paris attacks. As I said, uh, and I've, I've said this all week, I don't sense that there are a lot of Democrats who are ready to break ranks with the president. On the other hand, you and I both know, Herman, that if uh, there was to be one instant uh, instance of anyone Just sort of one. in this pipeline yep. who gets into the U.S. Yep. and something happens, uh, that could be a, a major problem, obviously, for the Democrats. But as of now, uh, the president holding fast in his opposition, re- uh, Democrats holding fast in their opposition here. And in fact, we're going to have a news conference about the time that the bill is voted on by Senate Democrats who are ready to bring up, I thought it was sort of interesting, they're not only Senator Reid, Senator Schumer, and a number of others, not only doing a news conference in which they're going to address the issue of the uh, uh, of the the um, uh, the Syrian refugees, but also listen to this, Herman. They've added in as other subjects the visa waiver program. This is something we haven't touched on, which allows people who have European passports to get into the United States pretty much lickety split without any checks, and you, that is seen as a loophole. And also uh, the question of guns being bought by terrorism suspects here in the U.S. The Democrats trying to push that into the discussion as well. So. If somebody has a forged European visa from one of the European countries, they get the lickety split approach coming. Uh, yeah, if you have a European passport because right. of the changes in the EU and the visa waiver program, yes. And you know, one of the one of the worries for years, just on regular immigration kind of issues, was the concern that people would come in that way. Uh, I was listening into a hearing this morning about the 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 checks that are done on the Syrian refugees, and there was one outside immigration expert who he said that he didn't believe that really that terrorists would use the refugee program to get into the U.S., that there would be much easier ways for them to get into the U.S. regularly rather than going through the visa, rather than the refugee program. The current estimate right now for Syrian refugees is it takes an average of 18 to 24 months for them to be approved because of all the different checks they have to go through. This Republican bill that's up for a vote in the House today would stretch that out. Uh, I mean, there's no way you couldn't stretch it out with all the extra checks that would have to be undertaken. Right. 
But the president is showing no signs that he's going to uh, want to go along with stretching it out. No, listen, I, yep. I think that, again, what we have seen since the Paris attacks only has expanded the gulf between the two parties. You oh, have the yeah. Republicans who just literally they're they're just sort of their mouth drops open as they look around and wait for something to be done they think uh, that this administration has has soft pedaled the threat from the islamic state whether it's the jv comment or the contained comment from last week and then uh, they look back at the president and he seems to flare more anger at them than at terrorists in general so uh, i i don't think that there's we haven't we haven't moved an inch closer i think we've moved uh, several miles apart more apart the two parties really in the last couple of days in the aftermath of the Paris attacks, uh, especially as as Republicans look at what's going on in terms of the French and the Russians trying to get together to forge a united coalition against the Islamic State with the U.S. just sort of hanging back in the background. Well, the president doesn't want to put a pause on the admittance or the approval of refugees coming in, but he wants to delay now the plan to close Gitmo? Um, yeah, he uh, the the original plan evidently was the White House was going to roll out their new ideas this week on how they were going to take people out of the Guantanamo Bay uh, terrorism detainee facility, the terrorism prison, and find a way to close down the Guantanamo uh, Naval Base uh, prison there. You know, that's obviously hotly opposed by really members of both parties. There's a lot of people who don't like the idea of moving people from that facility to the United States, even into federal penitentiaries. And so the, the question is, uh, should they have gone forward with that plan? Well, look, in the aftermath of the Paris attacks, uh, let's just say it it wasn't the right time. And nope. so the administration decided to hold back on that. You know, uh, yesterday, what was it, yesterday? I can't even, the days are running together. I think it was the day before the Attorney General Loretta Lynch was here this week to testify on Tuesday. And she was asked directly, could the president on his own, move people from Guantanamo Bay to the United States to U.S. jails? And her answer was no. Uh, but, of course, I think there's a lot of Republicans who worry the president would ignore that kind of advice, even from his own Department of Justice. One last question on this refugee thing, and that is the number of governors who said that they aren't going to be accepting them uh, and that the way they were going to hold it up, at least according to Governor Deal here in Georgia, instruct all of the uh, different agencies simply not to process them. How does that match up with the legal aspect of this thing. yeah i just don't think there's really much way i mean uh not you know uh, basically if these people are allowed into the u.s they are allowed in legally they have legal status to be here so uh, i would think that if you are not going to help them with uh, government programs that that would be an easy lawsuit and, and there wouldn't be much legal standing there you can take a stand uh, publicly as we've seen some of the governors and i think some people moved to instead of resettle a few syrians in indiana for example they sent them to connecticut uh, but I, I just from what i've read i don't see much of a legal pathway for governors to block people from coming to their states how do you determine which state they go to who uh, does that's, that it, see it's all done uh, there there are a number of nonprofit groups some of them are religious based some of them are not that help resettle people who come here through ref various refugee programs and it's uh, you know for example there's been a number of evangelical uh, groups this week who have raised their hand and sort of said you know this is not a good argument. The, the, you need to help these people, and there's sort of a small schism that's open there within the Republican Party on that, even though it hasn't gotten that much attention. So it's mainly there's a lot of very small groups that do this kind of work to help people find sponsors and families to live with and places to go all across the country. Got it. Well, the latest news out of France, 
you probably have heard, and that is that they've identified the mastermind or the ringleader. He was amongst those that was ki- that was killed uh, the other day, right? Yeah, and, and I'm seeing the, the latest uh, news alert from the AP is that they think this is the guy who was killed in yesterday's raid was behind uh, f- at least four attacks that were thwarted since the spring of this year. So they've been sort of after him in a number of ways in recent months, but unable to finally find him until after this attack. Certainly, uh, the, the questions have come up again about the security here in the U.S. The CIA director gave another speech yesterday in which he was asked and, and, and again basically said that he thought there were more attacks that were uh, being planned by the Islamic State. The big question, of course, can U.S. intelligence, can the other intelligence agencies get together and thwart these before they happen? And of course, you know, for the most part, we never hear, I mean, let's face it, we never hear about the ones that they successfully were able to block for the most part. Right. Uh, you only hear about the other stuff, uh, which is unfortunate, but that's that's sort of the way of intelligence and the intelligence community. Uh, they only get the blame when something goes wrong and really don't get that much attention otherwise. Well, New York is getting some attention because didn't the um, terrorists put out a video saying, New York, you're our next target? And then- I mean, let, let's be honest. I would think that New York and D.C. would be at the top of, uh, of any terror targets. I mean, there are so many other places where you could go, but those would uh, be the two most logical ones, certainly. Now, in how uh, terrorism has impacted the uh, the race for the White House, Hillary Clinton in the last few minutes has just wrapped up a foreign policy speech talking about world terror. Uh, one of her quotes here, Islam is not our adversary. So I think she's pretty much, you know, making the same kind of argument that President Obama has made that uh, the U.S. should not try to fight Islam. Uh, obviously, a lot of Republicans uh, would counter that, look, uh, uh, there are parts of that religion that are coming after us, and we cannot ignore that. Another quote from Hillary Clinton, the entire world must be part of this fight, but we must lead it. And that raises an interesting question, because right now we don't seem to be, quote-unquote, leading it in the aftermath of the Paris attacks when it's the French and the Russians and the Italians and others who are trying to cobble together a world coalition. One other thing that's certainly at issue here is the relationship between the U.S. and Russia uh, and Putin and Obama that, I'm sure, is making things a little more difficult to figure out. The French leader will be here in D.C. next Tuesday, Herman, coming to the White House, urging more help from the United States when it comes to going after the Islamic State. You mean President Francois Hollande? Hollande will be All here, right. yes. Cool. I wanted you to show off your French there, yes. Merci, monsieur. Merci. There you go. Exactly. Yes. You know, I probably still remember six French words from four years of French. <laughs> I don't want to ask you which ones they are, okay? Oh, voulez-vous? No, no, that's exactly, not directed exactly. at you. What, Shane? Uh, Shane. <laughs> I do remember um, when I was younger, hitchhiking my way through uh, uh, through Holland. Yes. And a guy picked me up on the side of the road, and he he uh, he remembered only some words you could tell from his time in school learning English, and it was things like my eye, my knee, my nose, my <laughs> mouth. That's all he could say. Uh, but we somehow community. I was uh, a part of my time uh, over there. I retraced the steps of one of my great uncles, one of my mother's uncles, who was in the 101st Airborne and was not only a D-Day, but then uh, Operation Market Garden in uh, Holland and retraced his steps all across France and Holland and other places, Bastogne, etc. And it was really fascinating to go to some of these small places in the middle of nowhere where you'd find the small American cemetery and the people with the American flags in the in right. the middle of uh, uh, the countryside. It was really something to see if people ever get a chance to go over. And we've talked a lot about the French this week. The All the American flags that fly along the D-Day coast, it's really something to see. You hitchhiked across Holland? I did, yes. Holland? 
uh, wow. in Holland and France, all kinds of places. Yes, Gee. crazy stuff, huh? Damn it. That's a side of you that we're seeing that I didn't know was there. Well, there you go, Herman. <laughs> Mr. Adventure. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, buddy.